It's a birthday. It is our 21st episode. That's right, we've got the keys to the city. The keys have been handed over and the boys can just do what they want. And in Melbourne town, that's sweet stuff all at the moment, let's be honest. And, uh, well, interesting little episode tonight. I'm really, really looking forward to it. And uh, we've got uh, the superstars just waiting uh, intently on the phone. Let's get them on. Let's get amongst it. Might start off with this man tonight. Oh, yeah, he's a little lamb with a lot to learn. Timmy Ludeman, we say a very good morning, or very good afternoon, I should say. Might even say night time for you, big fella. How are you, buddy? Uh, good, big fella. I actually watched an episode of that for the first time in my life on the weekend <laughs> with my little daughter. Turns out it's a, it is a little lamb with quite curly hair, and I've definitely got that on my chest and my back, but not on my head, so... <laughs> on your back, you have to. And I can remember uh, your old boy, I reckon, uh, used to have a little bit of, used to rock the old, you know, that uh, that little hairy shoulder kind of look, which uh, which was in vogue at Naranda. The Wolverine stuff. It's cold in Waterville, Stewie. It gets very cold in Waterville. You need that down there. <laughs> was Wolverine stuff. You, you obviously couldn't, you couldn't grow the hair, so you thought you'd just put a few kegs on instead. <laughs> Don't worry, my back's got a bit of hair on a big fella, that is for sure. <laughs> hey, let's go to this man. <laughs> got a little bit more bounce in the step this week too, Looney. Uh We say a very good evening to the great man, Darren Chuck Sarkaberry. How are you, big fella? Oh, how I want to be with St Kilda. Come on, mate, here's you. When the Saints go marching in. Have you a little time in the sun, mate, and enjoy it while oh, you Chuck. can. Chuck, how oh, nervous Chuck. were you in that last couple of minutes? <laughs> uh, Gentlemen, surely, you in, surely you had Twitter on your phone in your hand, ready to go. <laughs> Delphin pose band. It was remained at half time. I unbanned myself and said they needed to lift. Uh, I went back into uh, witness protection, into isolation, and uh, the Saints have changed their theme song, actually. They've changed the words to when the Saints go limping in. (laughs) (laughs) Because didn't we do everything we possibly could to stuff it up? Uh, It was, yes, uh, for a supporter that hasn't had a lot of joy, let's be honest. You guys are Richmond and Geelong supporters. You've had plenty to enjoy. Us Saints fans haven't. It was a, I don't know how to describe it, a very nervous 20 minutes, 18 minutes, 12 minutes, and then right down to the end, I I actually thought we were going to stuff it up, which is really bad. But (laughs) we've got through, uh, and now we play uh, the big fellas, Tigers, and I hate people that make excuses, big fella. I hate excuses, Paddy Ryder's. Paddy Wright is a pretty big loss. <laughs> oh, well, we, we, Richmond, haven't, Richmond haven't got big Ivan Soldo, mate. He's probably our number one ruck before he went down, so we're kind of relying Paddy, on the nank. Paddy Ryder and Ivan Soldo. I mean, seriously, it's like that's like comparing Barry and Ludeman, mate. There's just... There's apples and there's oranges. Be very, very careful, mate. Soldo is a very, very well-connected individual in, uh, what is he, Croatian uh, kind of community? Oh. 
Well, we, we on K-Rock footy, uh, that used to be something in one of my other lives that I used to do called footy on K-Rock. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we, they, uh, they haven't pulled you out of retirement yet. What's uh, happened? Have they got you we, back on? We're, we're still in lockdown in Melbourne, yep. We're into our seventh year now, uh, Desperate Dan. <laughs> Seven years and three months we've been in lockdown. L- and, Ludi, uh, imagine how much money K-Rock have saved by uh, not having to pay the big show uh, during this football year, mate. They must be just and, rolling and, in it down there. And that's not for the commentary. That's just for window cleaning. <laughs> Correct. Lord <laughs> Ludi. I haven't had to get the windscreen wipers on to clean my spit. And I think, Ludi... I think that's actually the real reason they're not letting me come. They're saying it's because, but I think they're worried about, and fair enough, because COVID, as we joke, we shouldn't. It's passed through droplets. So if anyone was going to pass it on, Luke, as you know, a fair chance old Sarka would be passing it on. Imagine grabbing that headset after the Sarka's been using it, you know, three hours of the commentary box, Ludi, just covered. Carved in spit. Oh, okay. Hey, listen, I want to ask you though, Chuck. Uh, I, I, I must admit, I, I was blown away by this, and I want to get your take on it. Uh, and Ludi, I want to get yours as well. But like, what the hell is Jake Carlisle doing? Like, I understand uh, it's a family thing, but it's like he's played his final and he's had a win. And he said, "You know what? I've done enough. I'm going to put the cue in the rack, and I'm heading home." Do you want to go first, Ludes, or do you want me no, to come no, off? No, no, no. Chuck, I think you need to answer this one first. <laughs> oh, no, well, hang on. I'll, I'll just mark my run up. Uh, wherever Michael Holding ran from, I'll just move <laughs> it back another five. Um, l- let's be serious for a minute. Oh, no matter what anyone says, and we all agree with this, we all agree, family comes first. All right? So I, with about one ounce of understanding, think, okay, he's going to uh, for the birth of his child. Uh, I get it. I do get it. However, uh, whilst what I don't get, gentlemen, and I'd like your take on it, uh, and it's not you don't make your first child any more important than your third or your fifth or your seventh. They're all your children. This is a friggin' semi-final for the Saints. <laughs> I know, uh, mate. This, I know. This is a semi-final for the Saints. These opportunities also don't come along very often. I think Belinda Carlisle... Uh, leave a light on for me. I think <laughs> I think Belinda has forgotten that he's playing for the Saints. That this doesn't happen very like the the Saints playing in the finals is more rare than his third child. <laughs> I, I agree. And and um, I just, what what is he thinking? Like he's played on the weekend and he's just he's kind on, of, he's, he's thought oh well I've I've kind of I'm going to go out in a bit of a high and he's not even. Correct me if I'm wrong, Chuck, but he's not even contracted, is he, for next year? I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure. And we've got to respect, in this world of political correct bullshit, I mean political correctness, we've got to respect that everyone has the right, and I'll say again, family first. We all know that and what we've all been through recently. That is important. But come on, man. It's a semi-final for the Saints, brother. And you're not going to be out there. I... Uh, and it's not as if it, he's not required. Like he, you know, like oh, he's going to either go to Rewalt or Lynch. Like he's a pretty pivotal kind of key to that back six, isn't he? Yeah, one hundred percent. And look, you you want to be there for the misses, and and the three of us are all fathers of children, and it is an unbelievable experience. But let's be brutally honest, Stewie and Ludie, 
How good were you in the birthing suite? I mean, what did you offer? What purpose did you serve? <laughs> well, Ludie would have had the keeping gloves on just to ready for the catch. I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> if you two I, I, were anything I, like me, I was useless. Yeah, no, I was hopeless. Mate. I was, I was useless. Yeah, I, I was, was I was ordering. Uh, no bullshit. I was ordering uh, KFC for the other two on the last one. I was getting ready to gear home and uh, and uh, hook into it with the kids, and they were pumped and couldn't wait for me to get home with it. It's, just uh... to finish that story, just to finish that story, the KFC. That's got to mention again, as you see, Ludes from the big fella. Um, but <laughs> this will upset some of our uh, female listeners. This will, uh, and uh, I hope my wife's not listening to this edition. But uh, I've got two beautiful daughters, and then my third child, as you two know, was a, a little boy, uh, Max. And I was going to the IPL to be the assistant coach to Warney for the Rajasthan Royals. What a wonderful opportunity this was. But I had to go right when my baby was being born, my third child, right? So I had a tough decision to make, all right? Mm, yep. so you, you know, you know. what am I going to do? Go to India for the IPL. Warney's earning a million dollars. He told me he'd give me 1% of that, which actually turned out to be 0.04% of that. So uh, <laughs> he, got a, he got a million and I got 40 large. But I thought 40 oh, large 40 was large. Christmas. Yeah, absolutely. Mate, I was doing somersaults and backflips. So, Stewie, uh, as you would understand, my wife and I discussed this. There was only one option. Go. We, no, mate, we had to get the baby induced a week early. Oh right, so, yeah right. So you've done that. You've done the yeah. Good call, mate. Good call. Well, that was a true story. Sam. And again, sorry to upset the lady. I don't, selfish, I don't think it was selfish, Chuck. I don't, I don't think it was completely true though, because it wasn't point four percent after you won it. It turned out to be about five percent, didn't it? So I think that's a false, false, Chuck. Yeah. I think I think it was more like two hundred fifty grand, probably. I meant just to go, Ludie. I didn't mean the paper bags that fell in, you know, into all of a sudden gold watches, computers. Uh, after we won it, that was a different story. But just to, so, hey, how bad am I? I? I made my wife. I made my wife be induced so I could be at the birth of my baby, so I could go to the IPL. Our Belinda Carlisle, he's going to be there turning the light on and off. Leave a light on for me. Uh, probably won't even have the friggin' kid and the Saints will lose. But well, like, what, what, what kind and, of a and, message does it send to his teammates in that, though? You know, like, I, I just, I, I'm, I was bewildered. When I saw that on the news, I thought, oh, he mustn't have played on the weekend. You know, like, I thought oh, he must have been in the selected team. And then to, to actually understand that he was in the side, uh, yeah, nah, sh- uh, I, I can't believe it. Ludes, what would you yeah, have okay. done? Yeah. <laughs> I had a teed up with my my wife that if that happened to come to cricket that I would play cricket because cricket's probably slightly different in that and being a wicket keeper if you miss a game that you could be potentially a career over somebody that comes in and does well you're done so I wasn't prepared to give up my spot or my career um, to see a birth um, but that was just me everyone's and, and different. Can I can I just uh, clarify this is when you were playing uh, seconds at Geelong. Uh, for the best of the <laughs> <laughs> or for, he'd, he'd gone back for a tribute game and I'm taking the piss at, at Nestle's. Nestle's! <laughs> oh, I love the Nestle's. <laughs> Jimmy, I didn't realise you were so funny. <laughs>
<laughs> hey, uh, Belinda Carlisle. So, so you're mate. so you're pulling the excuse too. This is just getting this out early. You're pulling the excuse. So we got Paddy Ryder out. Carlisle's gone home. Long's been suspended. You're not going to get near the Tigers. Is that what you're saying? Um, yeah, pretty much. That's what I'm saying. Uh, I hope Ben Ben Long's obviously going to appeal that uh, that vicious bump on Jackson Jack McRae. Uh, if if Long gets off and they bring Josh Battle in and maybe Dylan Robertson, I still think will be competitive. But uh, and I hope I'm wrong. But I, I think the Tigers might be too good for the Saints. We need all our men up and firing. And uh, yeah, Belinda Carlisle. Leave a light on for me. Sorry. Mm, mm. What about the Cats, Ludes? Uh, disappointing start to your finals campaign again, mate. And I, I, I want to just get your thoughts because I, I, I and I hope we're not going to get him on and no one's friends with him. But Chris Scott, uh, the coach of the Cats, oh, he's got to be under a bit of pressure. If he's having to bow out this week, I know that is a ridiculous statement because they've finished top four so many years in a row, all that kind of stuff. But he's just not getting the job done when it matters. Uh, yeah, it was a tough week. I said, uh, the Geelong advertiser was pretty bloody ruthless over here, to be honest. Right, so um, they gave him the big, the big picture of uh, Dangerfield with the blood streaming down his face and saying we're no good. Um, so yeah, we're under the pump. Uh, but I think Chris Scott will be safe. I think uh, you know we're still making finals and doing the right thing. But he's not the one who walks out in the field and then ultimately bloody crumbles under the pressure. So um, yeah, I think he'll be right. Yeah. 16, uh, big fella. You know the stat, don't you? Obviously, everyone knows the stat. 16 finals. So firstly, we've got to give him a big tick and say, hey, they keep making the finals. They're a good team. So you'd rather be making the finals. Uh, I must admit, I haven't got a lot of uh, finals records to talk about in the last 10 years as a Saints supporter. So which way do you want to look at this? The positive, hey, I've coached the team to a premiership. The debate is, did he coach that premiership or did he inherit that premiership? Since then, since then, boys, 15 finals matches for three wins. Mm. If you are actually looking at it, they take the gas in the finals. Doesn't matter which way you look at it. And I'm going to go on the record now. Next week, you guys can shout me down. Collingwood will beat Geelong this weekend. That's my tip. Collingwood will beat Geelong and they'll be out in straight sets. And Ludy said there'll be no pressure. I reckon the fires will be burning in Geelong. I do too. You call the footy down there, Sarks, and, and I didn't think about, you know, like Ludy obviously living in the town, but, you know, like what is the feeling? Even amongst your other commentators, Chuck, you know, who were born and bred Geelong people, you know, your Bluey McGraths, um, blokes like that, uh, What what's their thoughts? You know, like do they do they talk about this much? They 100% do. And again, I haven't been calling on K-Rock due to the COVID, as we know. But there is, amongst those people, uh, one, they have a lot of admiration for Chris Scott, and so do I. He was tough, ruthless, and, mate, he's obviously a very good coach. Uh, And it's not just Chris Scott. I agree with Ludie. It's not just Chris Scott, mate. The players are the ones that actually got to do it, not Chris Scott. Mm. He doesn't play. But there's a lot of people saying reactive, reactive. Poor, poor management. You know, Reece Stanley, uh, Mark Blitzer was playing on a wing last year when he was an All-Australian defender. They still haven't solved their ruck problems. Uh, you mentioned you wouldn't play Gary Ablett last week. I said, oh, I think they've got to play Gary Ablett. Uh, they recruited Jack Stephen. There's a lot of pieces of the pie, guys, not just Chris Scott, uh, all right? But if they lose to Collingwood this weekend, mate, and it's 17 finals 
for four wins. You don't coach to make the finals. You coach to win premierships. Mm, yeah, good point. I, I just, I, I've probably said it for a long time. I just think that uh, not enough scrutiny's kind of come on, and and you, you nailed it there. I reckon it's in the recruiting and that they haven't really gone to the draft a lot. They've they've got a lot of older players, and they're already talking about Higgins. Um, you know the big North Melbourne ruckman. You know they're, they're you know, Crouch, Bain, Jeremy Cameron, you Crouch. Know. You're looking at all these. To, they, they, well, why they're doing that though, Shuey? Ludi, you're the Cats fan. Answer. But I think, well, not not think. They they are close. They, when you've got Dangerfield, Selwood, uh, Ablett, uh, they're superstars. Did they hold on to Harry Taylor for a year too long? Yep, I reckon they did, and he's been a great player. But yeah. he looks slower than me and you, Stewie, at the moment. Mm. They're holding on. <laughs> I, I, they are holding on to get a flag. So I reckon they'll yep. think, if we can get Sean Higgins and Goldstein next year, we could still win a flag. But I tell you what, if Collingwood beat them this week, mate, the Geelong advertiser, there'll be 13 pages on it, Ludes. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what unfolds if it does happen. Hopefully it doesn't come to that. But, you know, what about one nice gesture he did with the start of COVID when he just said, no, pay thanks, I'm just going to work for nothing for you guys because you looked after me over the years and I'm going to return the favour. How many other coaches in the uh, in the competition did that at the same stage? I must admit I didn't even know that, Ludie. You just uh, you just dropped a bomb on me there. That's, uh, that is a fair effort. Yeah, so yep. there you go. Big, big tick, big tick. And, and I, I yeah, he's obviously a quality Chuck's, he's obviously a quality, Chuck's, quality done the, Chuck's done the same at K Rock Ludie. He he went to them exactly and said, Listen right. boys, <laughs> I'm in uh, I'm in Mount Martha or Mount Eliza and uh, you know, there's no point me bringing COVID over to G Town. I'm gonna just stay away. You don't have to pay me my fifty large you give me each year and uh, let someone else have a crack at calling the footy. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to the next topic, you idiots. Um, the Magpies, what a win that was oh, over in the West. I, I wanna, That's a big like, win. Well, I, I, I tipped the Magpies on Saturday morning on radio, locally here. I just said, oh, I'm telling you, I reckon this is a game. Collingwood are good backs-to-the-wall teams, and they travel well in the state. They always have. They've obviously got a good routine, and uh, they get along good with each other, and they, they like to be that underdog. And, and it wasn't a surprise. And I don't reckon West Coast were going as good as what everyone thought as well. Like I reckon they were just... Tapping along, they weren't uh, firing on all cylinders, so it wasn't a surprise to me. But uh, one bloke that I cannot have, and uh, I don't know about you two, but I can't have the big yank, uh, big Mason Cox. I know he kicked his three on the weekend, but the swagger and the strut, uh, honestly, I've, I haven't seen anything uh, not since Johnny McNamara when he came back here to Port Ferry back in his heyday. <laughs> have I seen anything like that? What, what, I don't think it was as bad as the uh, who's the little pocket for the West Coast who showed uh, oh, Collingwood mate, the footy. He, that was shocking. Ryan. Flying Ryan, mate. Oh, yeah, he's Liam a, Ryan. He's a jet. He's, that was terrible. He's good, but that was shocking. That was terrible. What are yeah, you doing? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like that. But Liam Ryan, when you're comparing him to Mason <laughs> Cox, Ludy, come on, cut it out. Oh, I'm just comparing a similar act. Oh, act. Arrogance, did, no did, need. What, come what, back to bite him in the ass, didn't it? What's your thoughts on Big Cox? I'm not a fan at all. Uh, I must admit, I'm with you, Stewie. You can only strut, all right, if you've got the... If you're Michael Jordan, if you're Wayne Carey, if you're Gary Ablett Senior, hey, strut your stuff. When you're Mason, I've played one good game in a preliminary final against Richmond. (laughs) Uh, Cox, 
like uh, I call I call him Smack. And my son says, what do you mean, Dad? I said, cock smack. That's what he is. <laughs> uh, Nathan cock smack. Uh, I'm with you, Stewie. And uh, I think he's an absolute knob. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm with you, mate. I hope, I hope we're not going to get the big unit on at some stage. Like, Looney, you're going to drop that bomb on Next us. week's guest, Nathan Cox. <laughs> he actually played a good grand final against West Coast the other year. He had a good third term. Did he? Yeah, yeah, I, uh, I think did. he had a couple of games here in a row, but like, he, what's the bar? You know, the bar doesn't seem that high for someone like him. You know, like, and I think that's unfair. I, I just think it's the, I think it's the American way. I, I think they're all a bit, a bit full of themselves, and they're just a bit oh, that way inclined. They don't mind strutting and showing off a bit. Unfortunately, he doesn't really get the the Aussie way yet, but he's he's still living his way. Well, the fair word, enough. The word on the street is that uh, mm. he might have ruffled a couple of feathers down at uh, Pie Land and. Uh, Brody Majek, who was best on for mine on Saturday night, uh, might be heading across to Punt Road because uh, not happy, Brody, that he's uh, not on anywhere near the money that Big Mason Cox is on. Well, you did tell us that one, Stewie. Uh, you broke that on uh, the podcast a couple of weeks back, which was interesting. Oh, so we've we'll actually watch mentioned, space, we've mentioned that. He was the we? best. He was the you have, but we'll get to Harford a bit later. Oh, no, don't uh, even mention his name. Harford's bar, we'll, mate. Oh, I wasn't even going to we'll, say his name. We'll mention him a bit later, don't worry. Tim with Sarka's got a few good ones. Starting with um, H look, doesn't exist. Ludi, I respect your... And again, we've all got different opinions. So we've got uh, Barry and Stuart. We can't have Mason Cox. Ludi's saying he likes the strut. Mm. Uh, Liam Ryan held the ball out to... Bro, uh, was it Braden Maynard? Yeah, not that player yeah, Maynard. Yeah. I don't mind how he goes about it Yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, there was a bit of social media, which you two would have liked, when Ryan was holding the ball out. And a few people have said, here, here Braden, you may as well have this because I won't be needing it next week. <laughs> hey, what about the poor old West Coast Eagles are going to go, even though they're back in WA, they're going to quarantine for 14 days now. Boo-hoo. Do they really? Yeah, I did not gonna, know that. So no Mad Monday, no nothing. They're going to go and just sit somewhere for 14 oh, days. Boo-hoo. Try living in metropolitan Melbourne for seven years and six months. How <laughs> <laughs> is lockdown treating you, mate? A little birdie Don't... told me that, uh, you know, uh, what was that? Eating, no eating Gilbert that... Grape. Uh, they, Had they, enough. They reckon, they reckon that if we if we continue lockdown, they might be craning you out of that big mansion down there at Mount Eliza, <laughs> big fella. Well, as you know, earlier in the year when I had a little bit of a health scare, uh, I, you know, it's, I, I always try and be light-hearted. But when I'm talking about uh, a serious health scare, I thought I'd better drop a few kilos. So started the walking, started the healthy eating. Uh, everything was going all right, boys, until COVID hit. And uh, I've got to say, uh, I don't like the big show introduction. That's why the big fellas stuck with it. But it would be fair to say... Uh, Sark has put on a couple of kilos, and I, I, I need to have a real good look in the mirror again. And uh, when the Saints were trying to throw away that lead, I was a little worried about the jam tart. <laughs> I was oh, a bit worried. Send us a photo, mate. I want to have a look. I just, uh, <laughs> I just want to see the big Sarker. Not going too well, but uh, hey, anyway, fine. Let's get to some Shield cricket. But finals, I'm saying, and let's go around the panel. I'm saying Collingwood are beating Geelong. You two? Uh, he, oh, 
Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go uh, I'm gonna go Collingwood too. Yes. And looting Galway, beloved. Won't happen again. Couldn't happen. And Richmond okay. v St Kilda. Ludi, you're the the uh, the middleman, mate, because I'm going to go for the Tigers. Tigers yep. will win by thirty plus. Do you know what? Okay. Now I must admit, I'm not. You know, like I want to get over this week, but I, I'm not trying to think too far ahead. And I hope Richmond aren't. But uh, I saw that game about eight or nine weeks ago where we took on the Power over in uh, Adelaide, and uh, we had a shitload out that day. And I watched uh, virtually that whole game, and I thought to myself. Geez, I wouldn't mind taking these guys on the final because I reckon we'd have them with a full team and that. So I, I, if we can get over the Saints, I, I wouldn't. I'm, I'm not scared to go and do uh, to Adelaide Oval and taking on the power. That is for sure. Okay, I'll just flick back. Got to get over Brisbane though. That's the trouble. Yeah, just Brisbane give us are a, looking hot. Give us another crack at the Lions, mate. With Lynch in and just a few players with dam are a little bit undisciplined, and uh, yeah, I, I... that's a worry for mine. The the last this year has been very undisciplined from the Tigers. Yeah, I'll have to agree with you there. I can't not. I mean, we've got to get over St mm. Kilda first, but I, I just I reckon uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. It, it you know, look, I think everyone now thinks it's a lay down Mazaire that it's uh, a Port Adelaide Brisbane Grand Final, but you've got to think they're going to play two games in five weeks. I don't know whether that's enough either. I really don't. You need that match hardness. Stewie, can you just explain to Ludie? I know he's very busy in his new job. Uh, as Richie Brothers. Geelong. Yeah, Richie's uh, very important and going beautifully, mind you. Uh, Got an auction coming up on October 20, 27, 28, too, if you want to uh, buy any equipment there, guys. Selling a few little know, excavators, bobcats. <laughs> uh, is a little confused, though, because he said the Tigers... Uh, have to get over Brisbane first. Can you explain to him in the preliminary final they actually cross over? Yeah. So uh, the winner of uh, Richmond and St Kilda will play Port Adelaide lose. Yeah. With that? Correct. Yeah. yeah. yeah You're talking about over. in the grand final, are you, Ludes? I was talking the grand final if they get there, Darren. But anyway. Darren. Right. Darren. Darren. Yeah. Darren, that's a very serious... He used to call me that when I was his coach. <laughs> yes, Darren. <laughs> What a cracking song. What a cracking song this one is. You know this song, Ludy? Yeah, buddy, eh? Bit of Johnny Preston. (laughs) This is what I grew up Uh, on Miranda, mate. Ludy. Ludy? Yeah. Do you have any idea why that song came out? Because I've got no idea. No, not to be honest. No, do you know yeah. what? I actually was just thinking, when you told me about, you know, your hairy kind of shoulders and that, I just, I don't know, I just had it on the button bar there and I thought just reminded me. And, and you actually just mentioned uh, you grew up with this kind of music. Uh, just, uh, just feel, and I don't know whether you, I'm pretty sure you'd know about this, but you've heard of the Mud Man, haven't you? Yeah, definitely. The, the, you know, can you just explain to Chuck, um, like the, the Mud Man phenomenon down here and, uh, you know, the... Well, it's never. It was ever, more. Like, that was more like Airford Mapungaway, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It definitely Airford, was. Airford Road. It never happened down Airford Road. Never been, never been solved. It's like a mystery. Just, just remember. No, he was like a. Just while you're talking about Darren. Warnable stuff. 
we've got listeners all over the world, so they have no friggin' idea what you're talking about. So explain. No, well, there's there's like a, it's like, and there's been uh, news articles about this, and I'd I'd kind of implore our listeners from all over the world to go and Google uh, the Mudman uh, in the Warnable kind of vicinity. But there was there was a person doing the rounds, Chuck, uh, back in mm-hmm. you know we're talking probably twenty to thirty years ago. Uh, yeah, it would have been late seventies, early eighties, I reckon. Yeah, there was a lot of sightings of this uh, man who would uh, be naked and uh, covered covered in mud, uh, of kind of uh, running out of the bushes, uh, you know, and scaring, well, you know, or, or surprising Pe- cars, peeping and through windows, peeping, and... yeah, peeping through windows, running through houses, I think. Um, really? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Never been solved. There's been like big investigation into it, and there's a lot of whispers down here, Ludi, isn't there, as to uh, who the person might have been? And I'm pretty sure, you know, who who those rumours are that uh, the person's well and truly still alive and uh, still living in the area. Well, I'm not going to make any yeah. jokes about that. Nah, no, nah, it's an interesting topic, but um, yeah, well, now everyone knows what it is. But uh, yeah, Google it. <laughs> Google it. Hey, listen. Let's get off the mud man. The mud man. I don't know how they got right, to the mud man. Five minutes of my life. I don't know what was worse, the mud man or the half a tagging story. But come hey, on, man. Don't mention his name, okay? The H word doesn't right. get mentioned anymore. Can I just quickly, before we go to Sheffield Shield, share a little story uh, with you blokes? I, I went down to, we've got a beautiful day spa down here now, and it's outdoor hot springs. Uh, Ludie, you'd be all over it down at the Seabull. Uh, it's only been open for probably well, not even twelve months. And Chuck, you, you've got beautiful hot springs down your way, like the you know we the have. open open uh, bars, and you can go down there and bathe and stuff. And they've got caves built in down there, and it's a magnificent uh, facility. It's it's awesome. If you haven't uh, been down there, make sure you do yourself a favour and and get down there. But uh, I went there uh, like for a night session because they've got the caves you know light up at night and stuff, and uh, had the brand new. A uh, pair of uh, Havianas, uh, the brand new thongs, and uh, you know you don't have to wear your, obviously shoes and that, but it was a bit cold, you know, a couple of Sunday nights ago, and I uh, thought I'll just chuck the chuck the thongs on between pools. There's 15 different pools, and uh, bugger me, did I've left them outside a cave? I've come out and I couldn't find the brand new Havianas, you know, like and I I like me thongs. And uh, anyway, I was kind of looking everywhere for them down there. And uh... this is—I uh, don't want to interrupt your story, Stewie, because I'm loving it. But but big fella, um, uh, Ludi, I got a really bad vision in my head of the big fella at the hot springs in his thongs. <laughs> <laughs> I failed to mention any other clothes so far. No, so. Well, I, I had shorts on, like my, my little boys. Oh, and I thought uh, you had your thong on, <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> I couldn't, and I end up asking the lady that was caught of there, like she was like the lifeguard. And, uh, Did she have a thong on? She, well, I didn't, I didn't delve that far, but uh, anyway, oh. she she said, oh, look, I haven't I haven't seen any. You know? Anyway, about 10 minutes later, she'd come back, and she goes, oh, there's a pair of black, black thongs over there. They must be yours. And I got out, and I went over and had a look. What's happened is, uh, oh mate, has uh, has grabbed oh, no. has grabbed my Haviatas, and uh, he is Good. he is upgraded from the old Tarjay. <laughs> he's left oh, me. Oh, oh, oh. He has left me the Tarjay uh, little size elevens. He's obviously seen me and gone. Geez, they look alright. They're brand spankers, like with a nice white Haviana <laughs> riding on it. And uh, I've had to <laughs> I've had to rock out in the Tarjay. I reckon they were two year old, uh, nearly <laughs> nearly kind of gone thongs uh, out of the out of the day spa. 
I couldn't no, that's believe ordinary. That is ordinary. And what happens if he's got tinea? I know. <laughs> I, I wouldn't have been wearing them. I would have been throwing them frigging over the fence for who sure. Who does that? Who takes on my avianas anyway? Like... You can't do so that. Why, why didn't you confront him, Stuart? You're the big fella. You could no, do that. No, that's the thing. He obviously took straight off. As soon as he got the Havianas, he's obviously gone, shit, I've upgraded me thongs. I've gone to the halves. Uh, let's get out of here, Dale. Let's uh, let's go for the night. So nowhere to be seen, mate. I've never, honestly, I've never seen. Like, I've heard of blokes getting jumped for, like, Nike Air Maxes and stuff in America, but you don't get jumped for your Havianas, and then you don't leave your little Tarjay ones sitting there for me to kind of slip my feet into. No, that's pretty ordinary. It's bullshit. That's what it is. I couldn't believe it. I must admit, when I was a lot younger, uh, Stewie, and a lot fitter, I used to often go in search of thongs. Uh, I didn't have... (laughs) I didn't have much luck, uh, so I might come looking for your Havianas, but uh, that's another story so for you're, another day. you're one of those blokes that knocks off some blokes' halves. No, you, you you missed the point there, Stewie. I'll let that go through oh, to the wicket keeper. I know. You, you, just, yes. you go to trash Rudy was with me. Uh, yeah, that, that's an ordinary story, and uh, yeah, the word Chuck. is the mud man. The Chuck. mud man is walking around in a new pair of Havianas. Chuck, I'm going to give you one word, mate, uh, if you meant what you were just saying then. That's called snow dropping, mate. There's a word for it, and uh, that's a jailable offence, big fella, so do, don't go there. I'll let that go through to the wicketkeeper in Geelong. Righto, let's go. They're talking about wicket keeping. So if you've got me thongs and you listen to the podcast, hand them over. Just leave them. Give them back. Leave them at my door and no questions will be asked. <laughs> Let, talk Sheffieldshire cricket because, to be honest, uh, and this is being brutally honest, I must admit uh, I, I couldn't give two shits about Sheffieldshire cricket. To be honest, big fella, right at this minute, neither could I. <laughs> Chuck put it on the right rundown. Over. You put on the rundown, uh, Chuck, so give us an overview. Right, over. we've done that segment. I agree. Let's move on. Uh, <laughs> let's give it 30 seconds for our listeners. Sheffield Shield cricket, like no other, is being played in a hub. All the teams are in Adelaide for four rounds of Shield cricket. Victoria are forced to quarantine for a couple of weeks, so they won't start until later. Round one this weekend, and we're going to go right quickly. We're not even going to talk about South Australia play Western Australia starting on Saturday. Round one, Queensland play Tasmania at Park 25, a wonderful Sheffield Shield venue. Uh, The (laughs) Vicks won't start until uh, a couple of weeks later. They're using Ludi. Seriously, come on. Okay, Karen Rolton-Oval, for those that don't know, is the local ground. Very nice. That'll be beautiful. Park 25, well, that's just the local ground next door. But, Ludi, I don't know if you've seen this, and this is all we need to say probably about um, Shield Creek. How on earth are they going to play, and please explain to Matty Stewart and our listeners, they're going to play Sheffield Shield Cricket at the Adelaide Oval number two. Just explain for our listeners, Tim, please, Adelaide Oval number two. Well, I'll explain Park 25 first because they've actually spent a little bit of cash there, but it's still very substandard for Shield level, but obviously they're getting it up. So Trent Kelly's the curator there, so hopefully he's done a good job because he's a good man, Kelly. Yes, will. Adelaide, will. Adelaide, Oval num- Adelaide Oval number two is the smallest postage stamp you've ever seen in your life. It'll be... Not tiny. When I left there, there was still a bit of juice in the wicket, but they had extended it slightly towards the road. They'd made it bigger, but this is a ground... 
that during footy season is used as the car park for the main oval. Gee whiz. So and they're playing probably some back, sure. like that. It is in bloody good nick, don't get me wrong. Damien Hoff and the curators in Adelaide will do a bloody good job. It's a beautiful looking ground, but it's tiny. Half the ground is made up by nets, turf nets. So there's like a little lump sort of going up into the turf nets, into it, which is the Adelaide Oval Tennis Club, which runs into that. So there'll be bombs getting hit into the tennis club, knocking over 60-year-olds playing midweek tennis. There's balls going out on the road, hitting cars driving past, because that boundary is about 65 metres. On to Foray Hill. What, Ludie, why are they playing there? I don't know the answer, and someone's going to be listening and ring up and say, shut up, Chuck and Ludie. But, hey... There's Glenelg Oval that's played first-class cricket before. There's, there's, They're there's playing there grounds. as well, though. There's other grounds in Adelaide. I, I, Stewie, Adelaide yeah. number two, it's a beautiful ground, and there's the best groundsman in the world there, so that's not the issue. But I'm not joking, Stewie. I'm not joking. If um, uh, look, I'm trying to think of someone with pace. I won't say Chad Sayers because that wouldn't be the case. But Riley if Meredith. With, if Riley Meredith bowls a bouncer, Stewie, and uh, poor old Tim Ludeman couldn't get up behind the stumps to get his gloves on it, it wouldn't go for four buys. It would go for six buys. <laughs> oh, fair I'm telling you, you nick them through the slips for six. <laughs> it's tiny. It's like the Dennington Little Ground, Ludie. It is not much bigger than that. Wow. Maybe they just mm. want some high scoring, boys. Oh, it'll be 700. Unreal. Well, you keep it just, and that'll be enough for Shield Cricket. But you watch the game. At, uh, when they play at Adelaide number two, big fella, we'll talk about it. So, a side could score 500 in a day in yeah, Shield right Cricket. On. Watch this space then. Maybe that's what they're after. Bit of action. First four rounds, Shield Cricket in Adelaide in the hub. It's going to be different. Right on then, Chuck. Uh, give, us, give us your tip. Who's going to win the Shield then? We'll go early. Who's going to win oh, the Shield? Uh, wow, that's a real interesting one. Early call. I haven't done a lot. I haven't, like all of us, probably haven't studied the form too closely. Um, eesh, you whiz. Queensland. Mm. What about you, Ludi? <laughs> I was going to say Queensland as well. Were you really? Uh, with Kawaja and Renshaw both going to play yeah. a lot of cricket this year. I reckon there'll be some big scores yeah, posted so. by Queensland. Schwepson is a Gun leg spinner who's going to play for Australia soon. Yeah. And then I think Tassie will be the darkie with Peter Siddle going down there. I think that'll turn their young bowling attack around and they'll be very competitive. Mm. What about the Vicks, mm. boys? I'll stick with the Vicks. Oh, no, the Vicks will be good. They're always, they're always good. They know how to win Victoria. That's all they need to do. Mm, I'll stick with the Vicks then. I'll stick with the Vicks. That's right, Clinton Bosch, wonderful Nissan, that magnificent motor vehicle, the Nissan Warrior. And I'll tell you what, it's just getting better and better. It is just a supercar to drive, and uh, you must know that, Chuck, uh, down there at uh, Mount Eliza. Oh, yeah. You've been stiff that you've been in lockdown, mate, because, uh, well, bolshe has been trying his utmost to get a car down there, a vehicle, but uh, the Ring of Steel has, uh, has prevented that so far. So you are a little bit unlucky, big fella. I'll keep waiting. I just keep checking. I keep checking. I keep looking out the front. Just, Kath, I think the Warriors arriving today. Uh, no, no Warriors. Uh, they've even opened up the ferry. They've got the ferry moving now. So the ferry is actually coming from Queenscliff to Sorrento. So I thought the Warrior will be on the ferry for sure. Bolshe would have sorted that out. Uh, Kath, is the Warrior today? Uh, no, she said the only Warrior in this house was when uh, 
press on Saturday night when the Saints were playing. You were very worried. So no worry up coming uh, over my way. <laughs> So what are we? We got to. I've got to come up with ten with Saka yeah. without a special guest. Come on, mate. The ten with Saka for me and Ludi. Surely you've got something for us. Uh, I don't. Come on, mate. I'll give it. I'll give it me best shot. Just off the cuff. Just make stuff up. All right. That's what you do best. Tim Ludeman, you can yeah. answer the first question. <laughs> oh god. Ludeman, first before question. You go, before you go, but this is for anyone out there. Chuck's the most planned person in the world. There's no yeah. chance he's doing this off the cuff. He has planned oh, this for two weeks. Totally, it's totally <laughs> off the written cuff. Written down in that it's book totally... that's uh, 576 pages deep. Oh, I just flicked over. Where's my highlighter? I've lost my highlighter. Uh, you full wire. Listen, you cockheads. Just answer the questions. I don't want any explanations either. Unless I say explanations, just oh, give me an answer. It's good to elaborate. Shut up. We've been going an hour and 20 minutes already. Um, Tim Luderman, Ash Barty's sinking piss at the Gabba the other night was a good look or a bad look? Uh, I think if it was any uh, anyone else apart from Ash Barty, it would have been a bad look, but because it was Ash Barty, everyone loved it. Oh, I absolutely loved it. When so she do stood I. up and put the frosty down, I thought, and all the do-gooders, oh, what's Ash Barty doing having a beer? I thought it was magnificent. So that's she- done. The only thing she could have done better was scullet. I reckon in front of the crowd, it would have brought everyone to their to their uh, to their knees. I reckon. Oh, Maddie Stewart. I, I just would have been interesting to see if it was someone else. That's all. Yeah. Maddie Stewart. What was your uh, when you were in your prime playing footy? Not not in your Geelong under Falcons. What was your <laughs> team you played for in Warnable? Uh, well, Warnable or North Warnable, Chuck. Well, when I was in my prime, I was in my prime for like. Probably 10 years, Chuck. You know, no, enough like... about you. Where was your heart? Where was my heart? Uh, well, my heart, the Warnable Football Club. I, I, I okay, like the Warnable okay. Football That's all Club. I wanted to know. So, to the North Warnable people, Stewie didn't give a shit about you. But uh, <laughs> the question is this, big fella. Yes. The question is this for you. Uh, you're on 98 goals for the season and uh, the elimination finals coming up, big fella, this Saturday. Uh, you're on 98, elimination final for Warnable. You've got to win this week, but uh, you're about to uh, see the birth of your third child. Uh, oh. And it's definitely happening Saturday at 2 o'clock. The doctor's booked you in. So are you playing footy or are you going to the birth of the third child? Oh, I am playing footy, boys. Absolutely. Yeah, 110% I'm playing footy. You know, like... It's it's child number three. Uh, you know, a game of footy takes two hours. I'm sure that it would, you know, it'd still be going. And uh, I can get enough there. of the explanation. Just okay. find Belinda Carl. Can you find Belinda <laughs> Carl? I'll leave a light on for me in the background, and we'll play it a bit later. If you can. And the beauty of an iPhone with a camera. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. What's he doing, Carlisle? He's absolutely let you down, Saka. Uh, don't. I'm not happy. Uh, Tim Luderman, an easy answer for you, but I'll throw it out there because some people won't. Uh, you are now the chairman of selectors, Tim, for the Australian cricket team, and uh, you're picking the Australian T20 team. And you've yep. got to decide on, on the wicketkeeper, Tim. And uh, on the whiteboard, the name is Alex Carey or Matthew Wade to keep the wickets for Australia. Who are you going to pick? I'm picking Alex Carey. And Matthew Wade, who's still probably still probably in the team, but he's definitely not keeping. 
Okay, that's all I wanted to know. So you, the chairman's picked Carey, and uh, I'll just support you there. So that was an easy one. There she is. I'll be there before you've lost the semi-final. <laughs> Jakey, oh, leave, leave the light, light on for me. Come on, wouldn't, Belinda. Wouldn't, now. wouldn't Jack Rewalt and uh, Lynchy just be just sitting back going, what the hell's he doing? Stewie, Friday night, uh, things are a little bit bored and, you know, you've got the sport on the TV and you've got to make a choice between the Women's Big Bash League or AFLW, which one are you going to watch? Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, just, just, <laughs> don't tell me what you want to tell me. You've got to choose. I'd go to bed early, I think. <laughs> you are upsetting I'd have an all early of night. our females. <laughs> Do you know, I actually I had Nat Wood on, one of the assistant coaches at the Bulldogs, AFL Women's, on Saturday show. She's a Pam Muir girl from down our way, and... Uh, Doing wonderful things, so you know, I, I might not go to bed early. I might tune over and watch Nat and the Western Bulldogs girls go at it. You're a disgrace, uh, Matthew. You're a, an old-fashioned sexist. And Meg Lanning, <laughs> Meg Lanning, Meg Lanning made a magnificent hundred today for Australia. And if you want to watch quality sport, tune into the Australian women's cricket team. And that's what Tim Ludeman and I would be doing, just because Some you of the are one too, of those old. Some of the, some of the buildings oh, there. Like Alyssa Healy, Healy, Healy is it? Alyssa Healy. She's a ripper. Uh, Alyssa Healy is it, he says. Move on. Right, uh, Tim Ludeman, your turn, because we've got to get through Tim Lusaka. Um, this will be a tough one for you to answer. As a wicketkeeper for South Australia, who did you enjoy wicketkeeping to most out of? Chad Sayers <laughs> or Nathan Lyon? Oh, uh, probably Chad. <clears throat> I did it for longer, longer period of time, and you had the joys of standing back or standing up the stumps. You got the best of both worlds. Because <laughs> he's not real well, quick. I, would, I was going to say, I would have thought you probably would have stood further back for Lion than you did for Sayers. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I hope he's listening, Chatty boy. Um, hey, and uh, just we sidetracked there, and real quickly, I, I didn't even know, clearly, obviously, I wasn't one of his favourites, G- uh, Gary Putman, one of the Warnable May races, tied the knot on the weekend loads. I didn't even know. He did, Chuck, he did. I got an invite, but unfortunately I can't make it across the border, um, so that was yep. disappointing, because it looked like a beautiful event, and he's a lovely man and one of my good mates, um, and he married a beautiful lady, so and Chuck- on, Gary. I'm actually thinking that you didn't get an invite because I reckon, and Ludie, you might be able to help me, I reckon you called him uh, Putman. It's Putland, isn't it? Putland? Gary Putland? Oh, I thought you said uh, Putman there when you... No, 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 no. If, if you're he, not getting he, he his was... name right, you ain't going to the wedding, big fella. <laughs> he, was, uh, he was the Iceman, and he helped us win a one-day title. Uh, that was when I gave Ludie the arse, and Ludie didn't play in that team, and you'll never forgive me for it. But uh, <laughs> we'll bring that up another time. Gary Putland was one of my favourites, Stewie, I tell you for a fact, and he was very clever. You know what he used to do in Adelaide when I was the coach? Tell me. He used to mow the coach's lawns because I didn't have a lawnmower. (laughs) And he used to mow the coach's lawns. And I must admit, uh, when I saw the wedding photos, uh, I I, 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 I felt rejection. 
Mm-hmm. Fair call too. And, and you no called... invitation. No invitation. I must have been lost in the mail. You called in the Iceman, mate. He was the Iceman at the Whalers too. He uh, strutted oh, some of his best work down here back in his heyday, boys. That is for sure for big uh, Gary Hey, all shit aside. A great man, a fantastic, and congratulations, Gary Putland. Uh, lovely stuff. We move on on Chuck. He's not happy, Putters. He's not happy. Pretty, pretty pissed off. Now, Matty Stewart, back in, back, back in your heyday, big fella, when you were really sort of up and about with your footy career. I don't think I had a heyday, big fella, to be honest. Oh, didn't you? <laughs> no. You know, when, you, when, when you were sort of Geelong Falcons stuff, you know, when you were at the top of your game, who would, if you were given a task by the coach, who do you think you would have been better suited to tagging? <laughs> Don't Daniel, mention his Daniel, name, mate. Dan, Daniel Harford or Dustin <laughs> Martin? I mean, which one would you have been suited to? Harford or Dusty? Definitely Dusty. I'm not mentioning That's that, that H thought. name. Definitely Dusty, mate. No doubt argues here, Dusty. Would have been just one in the ribs for you as a young kid and uh, just would have been uh, game on at some point in time. But, I, went, I went in with the attitude I'll never see these blokes again in my life. And uh, 25 years later, we're doing a podcast and we keep bringing up that H word. We're not bringing it up anymore. I'm not talking about it. As we know, Ludy. As we know, Ludy. Uh, I'm glad he said Dusty because we know... What a shit house job he did on Daniel Harford. So he, he chose Dusty. So that's he, fair enough. He was a very good junior. Uh, was uh, DH. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> and he said the same uh, about yourself. Stop it. He wouldn't remember <laughs> he you, me. He mate. called you a dickhead as well. He would not remember me. I don't, Ludy. If this is see how good you are on the spot and how you can yep. react quickly, whether or not you're ready to actually just go off the top. Would you prefer, Tim, to go fishing on Port Phillip Bay with Rex Hunt or would you prefer to be filming lions mating with David Attenborough? (laughs) (laughs) And your response, please, Tim. As you can see, the female lion (laughs) will now approach the male lion in an attempt to seduce it with its rather large mane. Oh, love it, mate. That is brilliant. That is brilliant. So I think so you'd rather be alongside David, David Attenborough. Thank you. Righto, big fella, back to you, because you're a radio guru, TV star down there in the uh, Warnable region, and a oh, uh, little bit of tell. I'm going to give you your choice. Would you rather be the MCG ground announcer on Ooh. grand final day with Ooh. the Tigers running out? Yes. Or would you rather be... On Channel 7 with Bruce interviewing the Melbourne Cup winning trainer this year. Which one is it? Away from Tigerland, a fighting fury, we're from Tigerland. So it's the Melbourne Cup. <laughs> Simple answer there, big fella. I've been oh, no, lucky enough to answer. see those two grand finals. And, uh, well, I actually, my, one of my highlights was uh, the first one we won in 2017, the great Scotty Turner, of course, uh, number 41 at the Tigers, and uh, still a folk hero with the Richmond Faithful. We went and done the parade together, and, uh, 
mate, honestly, the atmosphere and, and just even just being there with fish and the way that the Richmond faithful absolutely still adore fish uh, for that 1995 hit on Gary O'Donnell in that final. Um, it's just, <laughs> honestly, it's just, it was the best weekend we've ever had, me and Big Fish. It was just unbelievable. It was just uh, awesome, awesome time. So, nah, Tigers and me. Beautiful. I just sent both of you a text message, which should hopefully give you a little bit of humour uh, <laughs> just while we're doing this, which is good. Uh, now, Ludy, you've got a you've, you've got a vote on this one, uh, Lou. Is this ten each or just ten in total? Ten or ten in total? It's a long ten with Saka after long. Long ten with Saka. You've got a vote on this. Uh, are you going to vote at the uh, US elections? For, for Donald COVID virus Trump, <laughs> or are you going to vote for Benjamin Button Biden? <laughs> <laughs> they could both. They could genuinely both die during their term. <laughs> um, well, there's it's not a good vote, is it? 77 and I'm 75. Yeah, I'm going Trump. Oh, oh. Bloody, he's a billionaire. He's a successful businessman. He's, he's got more brains than what people think. He's getting the job done, isn't he? I like, and I reckon the world needs Trump at the moment because if Biden gets in there, the Chinese and they'll just walk straight over him, whereas Trump, they've got no idea what the fuck he's going to do and they're shitting themselves all the time. He has them on edge and you need that. A little yep. bit like you when you were coaching, Chuck. You had the boys on edge. You didn't know what They didn't know what you were going to do. Hey, and I didn't know what I was going to do, so that was the problem. <laughs> um, I think we've got last question. So, ten Musaka, quick ten Musaka has taken us 44 minutes, so that's good. Uh, Matty Stewart, just to finish off, uh, to kick a goal to save your life, 50 metres out on a 45-degree angle, mm-hmm. and you look around and you've got two options, mm-hmm. and you've got to make a choice. Who is going to kick for goal to save your life? 50 metres, 45 to Grangle, Tony Lockett or Jason Dunstall? Oh, geez, that's a great question. But I just keep going back to the time. Big plugger. All he had to do was kick a point uh, to get the Swannies into that grand final against Essendon. And... uh, Plugger, same kind of rig as me. Uh, you know, I, I think um, I think Plugger gets a vote there. Nothing against uh, the big McGilla Gorilla, but I think uh, I think Plugger gets a vote for mine, boys. I know Plugger's kicking for your life. Hey, that was just Tim Rusaka on the spot. Made it up with no preparation, as you can tell by some of the questions. And uh, and to finish it off, because you know Saka always has 10 with Saka, but he really has 11. Uh, so the last one is for both of you. And just an answer, yes or no. No discussion, because we've got one more topic. Last question to both of you. If you were in charge of an AFL list, if you were the list manager at any club, would you take Paddy McCartan on your list next year? You go, Ludes. Yes. Maddie Stewart. No. There we go, 50-50. And to our listeners, think about that question. Number one draft pick, what a what an exciting young talent from Geelong. Unfortunately, uh, concussion injuries have forced him out of the game. But today's reports are saying that Paddy McCartan is back whether it will be at St Kilda or be somewhere else, would you take the risk 
Uh, Tim Ludeman says yes. Matty Stewart says no. We'll oh, talk about that I, in I a reckon, few months. Yeah, we will. We'll talk. It'll be something to follow. But I reckon he's a bit stiff just be, with the list changes. Um, you know, the numbers are coming back and, and all that kind of stuff. He might find it hard to get a home if if the numbers come back to thirty six, uh, which is what's kind of been bandied around. I, I just couldn't see yeah. someone. Take Good point. Risk. That's well, just, that, that was yeah. eleven long, eleven long ones. Eleven long. Now, long one. now listen, sucks, and uh, and also Ludi, uh, we we need to talk about. We need to finish the show uh, on a bit of a somber note. Uh, you boys lost a, a a great friend, and in particular you, Chuck uh, Dean Jones. Um, shattering news uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, you know the, the the whole world, I think, has been rocked by this in some way, shape, or form. When you see someone that was so bulletproof and just such a larger than life character, you know he uh, spoke his mind. You knew where you stood with him, uh, and he kind of revolutionised for mine. I reckon the uh, the game of cricket. Back in that, you know, the eighties and nineties, uh, when he, you know, he, he kind of just took it by storm. We had Richo on a couple of weeks ago. He was the Oakley man. He, he kind of, he, he brought Oakleys to the world. Him and Warney, um, you know, some some bloody uh, sad uh, sad days, no doubt for you, Chuck. Well, you go first, Ludes. <coughs> oh, definitely. Um, yeah, I spoke with Stewie locally on the local radio show down there about it. Um, Shortly after it happened, and yeah, it was a, it was a real shock. I, I I didn't know Dino real well. I got to know him through Chuck when Chuck got him over to do some some batting work with South Australian cricket. So um, yeah, we shared a few fishing stories and a few other bits and pieces post that. But um, yeah, he was a good man, and as you said, Stewie, he um, he certainly changed the white ball game. I think, and he paved the Australian way, in my opinion. He he stuck his chest out and he took the game on and and put it back on the opposition. And I think that's been carried on ever since. Boys, thank you uh, last week for respectfully, and our listeners would know we didn't do a show. Um, yeah, I was I was really shocked and and numb, I suppose, when the word came through. And and the reason being, and again, it's really hard to encapsulate a relationship that was spanned probably thirty years, and we're tr- trying to capture it in three or four minutes here. Uh, but I, I'd spoken to him on the telephone on Wednesday in his hotel room in India where he was working, commentating, and we spoke for near on two hours about everything, about everything. And I'll say this to you guys, uh, and it's one of I'm going to now have to regret this, I suppose, for the rest of my life. Uh, He said, uh, love your podcast, boys. Love your podcast. He listens. He said, love to come on as a guest. And I said, mate, we'll get you on soon, you know, and I didn't get him on. Didn't get him on, and um, now, sadly, we can never get him on. But I spoke to him on Wednesday on the phone. And Thursday, so that's lunchtime Wednesday. Thursday at, at dinner time, I got a text message from Brad Hodge, and he said, have you heard the news out of India? Well, mate, it knocked my socks off. It really did. And yeah. without going over old ground, you, you know, we don't need to go over old ground. I've lost too many people close to me, Stewie. You have recently, and it kills you, mate. It absolutely... so. I was just shocked and I just still am going, I look at it on my phone, guys, you know, and waiting for a message, hey, you're free to have a chat champ, you know, and that's how he sort of spoke. So it really shocked me and caught me unawares. Um, a very interesting yeah. character. Very interesting character, Stewie. Um, and, and, and can I just ask, Chuck, like you, you used to, and I had, I, I read a little bit of a, an online piece, uh, one of the papers in the last couple of weeks, and, and, and you know, <laughs> 
you spoke about, uh, you know, your relationship with Dino, which was, you know, turbulent at times, wasn't it? You know, but yep. you found your way back to each other. Can you just take us through that? Yeah, real quickly, I came into the Victorian team as a young kid, Ludi, you know, 18, 19 years of age. My first roommate was Dean Jones. Uh, and when you go on tour back then, early 90s, uh, you used to room together. And we used to, the rooms were single beds, one metre apart. I, I slept more with Dean Jones than I did with my wife in the four years I played cricket for Victoria. Uh, we were, you know, we were close. We were very close. We were a metre apart. But we were great mates and he took me under his wing. We then, sadly, had a very public, at the time, very public falling out. It was around selection. He was captain, and he kicked me in the arse and dropped me because I wasn't making enough runs. And that was the right decision, because I wasn't. But at the time, I didn't see that. I thought, no way. I was the best wicketkeeper. How can you drop me? He was trying to teach me a lesson. So it, it was the right decision. But unfortunately for Dino, guys, and, and he would not mind me saying this one bit because we've discussed it ad nauseum recently because we've spent a lot of time together in the subcontinent coaching cricket together. He wasn't very good at managing people and managing his close mates back then when he was captain. Both of you guys watched the Michael Jordan last dance uh, doco. Yep. You know how Jordan was like at training boys with his standards and if you didn't meet up to his standards, he pretty much smacked you around the ear hole and said, shape up or ship out? Yep. That that was Dean Jones. He expected high standards like, um, and it could not accept people that weren't at the standard, people that didn't give their best. And with that, you know, he, he made me better, but he upset a lot of people with, with that behaviour, if you understand what I'm saying, as I'm sure Michael Jordan did. Yeah. Definitely. So I'm trying to paint the picture to tell you exactly what he was like. On the surface was a tough, uncompromising, maverick, pioneer, innovative, and a friggin' brilliant cricketer. He trained harder than any cricketer I ever played with. He was before his time. But he treated people at times not in the right manner. Underneath that layer, gents, and I'm proud to say and sad to say, that I got to see the other side of Dean Jones, which not many people got did get to see. And I got to see that other side. And in particular, in the last 10 years, where Ludy knows, he came over to Adelaide to do some batting coaching with Travis Head and Callum Ferguson and a few of our young batsmen. And we rekindled our friendship. Uh, we kissed and made up, Stewie. And then we've spent the last four years where he's been the coach of Islamabad United I was his assistant coach. We flew on the plane together. We travelled together. We lived in the hotel together. We shared many a beer and red wine and dinner, and we became awfully close. Um, I was a broken man last week. I'm still struggling, and I thank you guys for respectfully saying let's have a week off last week. Uh, that's trying to encapsulate in a relationship of a long time in five minutes. Uh, rest in peace, Dean Jones and... Love to Jane, Phoebe and Isabella, who he called Gussie. Uh, three beautiful girls are heartbroken. Yeah, I bet you they are, mate. No, well done, big fella. And, uh, you know, it, it takes a lot of a lot of courage to, uh, to even uh, get on and speak like you did there. If you're great, mate, that is for sure. And, and I, I don't think we can let you go, Chuck. Like, you, you've got to have a couple of stories of Dino that, uh, you know, you must be sitting back and you must have kind of relived over this past kind of week and a half. 
Yeah, I have. I mean, there's the sadness, and then, as you guys know, after the sadness, you try and reflect, you know, and again, we, we could probably do a whole show on it, but I'll, I'll maybe just one favourite one that hopefully can make our listeners have a laugh, and, and you guys don't know this story either, so it might interest you. Uh, Victoria won the Sheffield Shield boys in 1990-91. I was a kid. Damien Fleming and I were 19-year-olds, and we didn't realise how good's this. Back then, Ludy, the winner of the Shield, they only did it for a couple of years, I reckon. You went to England to play the winner of the county championship. It was like a Australia versus England state champ versus county champ. How and, good. And we played... Uh, it was unreal, mate. It was really good. And we played against Essex. And Essex had Graham Gooch, Derek Pringle, John Stevenson, uh, Peter Such... Uh, Neil Foster, you know, they're a bloody good side as well. Um, Nasser Hussain. So we go to England and I'm rooming with Dino for the whole trip. And we travelled around. We went up to Durham. and But the main event was to play Essex. And we're in London. And we had to travel up to Essex the night after. And I'm in the room with Dino and the phone rings because I was the young guy. You know, I, I had to answer the phone and take all these calls and... He was bigger than Texas back then. He was huge. You know, so I was, the, I was the phone bitch, if you like. So uh, I answered the phone. Uh, and the voice on the other end, I didn't know who it was. He says, oh, could I speak with Dean Jones, please? I said, certainly. Who's calling? He said, tell him it's EJ. So I thought, boys, and you'll appreciate this, at the time, Dino was sponsored by Adidas in Australia, right? And the boss of Adidas Australia was the great man, E.J. Witten. Right? <laughs> yes, yes. That's, that's who I thought when you said E.J., yep. So I, I said, no worries, no worries. So, and I was a bit in awe. I was a 19-year-old kid. I said, Dino, <laughs> Dino, quick, mate. Uh, Teddy Witten's on the phone. He goes, oh, right, no worries. Probably, you know, wants to send me some shoes because no doubt he'll want me to sort of uh, parade them in England because I'm the number one man for Adidas, as you know, Chuck. So the big... I called him the big tuner because the big tuner was pretty confident. So he strides over and he picks up the phone and he says, G'day, G'day Teddy. And he starts laughing. And I'm looking at him thinking, <laughs> oh, whatever. So I just got on with my business and, you know, came back out. And he's hung up the phone and he said, you dickhead. And I said, what do you mean, mate? He said, it wasn't Teddy Witt. I said, well, he said it was EJ. He said, yes, mate. It was. It was Elton John. <laughs> hey, so what well, was I Elton John ringing up Dean <laughs> Jones for? Now, listen to this. This is a bit of a, you know, this is one of the self-promotion brag stories. Long story short, he said, and by the way, he's invited us around to his house for a drink, and me and you and Merv was rooming with Damien Fleming. Again, the old Merv, the legend, and, yep. and Flemo the kid. Very long story short, we jumped in a black cab in, in London. We drive around next to Hyde Park and we pull up at a single-fronted terrace and I think this is the boys are taking the piss out of us here. And Flem and I are thinking this is a piss take. We get out the cab, we knock on this door, look like a single-fronted joint, and uh, uh, a gentleman answers the phone. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't Ted Whitten, it wasn't Elton John. He, uh, a lovely spoken Englishman. He said, come in, gentlemen, come in. And we walk into this house. Mate, I thought it was a single-fronted. It opened up, Stewie, I'm telling you, it was another world. And we get to the back of the house 
and sitting down in the little lounge room. Uh, just to, <laughs> there he was, the great man, the rocket man was sitting there. <laughs> Flemo, Flemo and I were as happy as a dog with two. And uh, <laughs> Elton, Elton John loves his cricket and he knew Dean Jones and Merv Hughes from the Australian team. Well, we stayed there for an hour, had a couple of little frosties and a, a lemon squash. And here I am sitting on the couch at Elton John's house Keeping myself laughing, thinking, are you serious? That was my Dean Jones, little Dean Jones story for you. That is amazing. That is unbelievable. And just, I did see another little story that Elton John actually uh, might have saved Dino. uh, With uh, he he was kind of getting involved in, uh, you know, the 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 music kind of caper, Chuck. Yeah, he was, uh, and he was going to bring David Beckham. Well, Manchester United were coming out to Australia. And Dino had a management company, and Dino was, you know, wanting to do this. And but it was going to cost him, you know, let's round it up. It was going to cost ten million dollars to get Manchester United to come and play at the MCG. And Dino was going to put his house on, like, you know, back it, guarantor. Yep, it's happening. Um, and Elton John gave Dino the tip off, uh, and said uh, he was at Elton John's house, and he said, "Go into my study." Uh, true story again. And he said, I can't tell you this because there's a confidentiality clause, uh, but just have a look. Long story short, uh, Elton John was booked to sing at David Beckham's wedding at the same time that Manchester United was supposed to be in Australia. Uh, Elton basically said to Dino, don't back back Manchester United because, hey, Beckham's not going to be there. And if he's not going to be there because I'm playing at his wedding, fair chance there might be a few others missing. Now, I can't remember, but... Skulls, Schmeichel, Ryan Giggs, you know, all that. They were all at the wedding. So he saved Dino a lot of money. That's unbelievable. Dino pulled out and didn't do it. That is unbelievable. And he sold, I think Dino sold the rights to Rene Rivkin or something. I was uh, I was reading. He did. That's, uh, he did. Isn't that amazing? Mate, we could tell we could tell Dino's stories all night. Uh, but, you know, I know we've, we've gone over. We've, we always say we're only going to go an hour and we've gone over an hour. So... Uh, you know, maybe another time, but yeah, absolutely. Look, thank and, you. And we might even try and, uh, you know, we might even try and get one of his good mates or something uh, on as a guest or something, Chuck. And we might relive some more Dino stories or something in the coming weeks. How's that sound? Good idea. I'll have a think about who, who you know, might be the, the good one. You know, David Boone, Alan Border. You know, it'd be great if we could get one of those. They were his great Australian mates. That'd be great for our podcast. But no promises. Um, but it really shook me up. And, and I just want oh, to finish absolutely. tonight, guys, and then you can finish off. Can I just say to both of you, two good mates of mine, uh, one bloke who's been a great friend who I've coached and I emceed his wedding and someone I value closely as a friend whilst we take the piss out of each other. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I love Tim Ludeman. He's a great man. I love his family. And I'm getting to know you more and more, Stewie. I don't love you as much, actually. But um, <laughs> no, I'm, <laughs> I'm getting there. Leave my, that for my lesson is this, gentlemen, and Stewie, you'll back me up. Please don't be afraid, as a man, to tell your your true friends in life what you think about them, because yeah, when something like this happens, mate, uh, I can't I can't have that chat with. I, I told him anyway. He knew, and I'm glad I did. I'm glad we rekindled the friendship. We missed a chance to get him on our podcast. Don't wait for tomorrow to do what you can do today and tell your friends what you think of them. And when this COVID shit lifts, us three are going to go for dinner in Geelong and have a good night out. 
Yeah, no, bloody oath, mate. Great words. Bang. Well spoken. Well I love it. And you're absolutely spot on, mate. Life's short. You know, we, we worry about the small shit at times and we don't have to, you know. Like, when stuff like this happens, it puts everything into perspective, that is for sure. And uh, we just got to enjoy ourselves and enjoy the people that are in our lives for the right reasons and uh, and and just uh, make the most of it. And, yeah, you absolutely nailed it. And well spoken. And uh, I thought, boys, I thought we might go out tonight. All thanks to Clinton Bolsh and the Warrnambool Nissan Warrior, of course. Uh, jump online. They've got some cracking deals down there with Big Bolshie. But there's a nice little tribute that's been doing the rounds. Uh, it's a Wild World of Sports tribute to Jonesy. Instead of going out with a song tonight, we might go out with this, and uh, I reckon it, it encapsulates uh, a really wonderful career, boys. So, great stuff, you two. Love talking to you again tonight. Love carrying on and uh, having a bit of fun. That's what it's all about. And uh, let's go out with a bit of Jonesy, eh? Speak to you during Good the job. week, man. See you later. On your boys. Century for Australia, a happy Dean Jones. Cricket needs the Dean Jones of this world. As soon as he got to the pitch, he was alive. That was his stage. Jones finds the gap. Well, he was something else, wasn't he? Because of his energy and his strut and the way he took on, the, you know, taking on Ambrose. I think what he might have asked for is the sweatband off Kirtley's uh, right hand. He gets to about 170. And he comes up to me and he's just like totally gone. And you could sort of see it in his eyes. They got me out of the bath and I, I was unconscious. Off I went to hospital and I lost eight kilos on the day they weighed me and all that type of stuff. He was a competitor, he was intimidating, he was, uh, he was tough. Dean Jones just loved cricket. A genuine entertainer in the game, but someone who had a great passion for the game. <laughs> Letting you go Dean Jones, 59 years of age and leaves behind his wife Jane and daughters both Phoebe and Augusta. Our thoughts go out to this week as well. And Mark, obviously, this is a man, Dean Jones, you had so much to do with. Played cricket.